Hey guys, so I'm sitting here literally about to leave for the airport on my way to Brisbane, uh, currently in Perth, Western Australia. This episode, I'm going to be talking about goals, I'm going to be talking about the bucket list, fulfilling your life, fulfilling your ambitions and making everything come true. Because so many people are literally living life as if they're coming back. I see people from my high school, people in the music industry, not working hard enough, not filling their potential because they think that they've got time. When sure, you may do, but the truth is you may die tomorrow. Um, and so this episode is going to be talking about the bucket list and just why you should try and accomplish all of your dreams and make the most of opportunities, make the most of time, make the most of being with your family, with your friends, whilst it's just so, so important. As I'm sure you know, Thanksgiving was very, very recently. One thing I've noticed is that a lot of people are currently in a state of limbo. They're deciding whether to go for their dreams or whether to go and sort of be in a safety net of college or university or a stable job at the supermarket. And so they feel very afraid to go for their dreams, essentially. This episode, I just want to talk about my thoughts on that exact thesis. I'm going to keep that in the edit, actually. Um, For some reason, I can't speak properly today. And just why you should reverse engineer your ambitions to make your dreams come true. This is a really good episode. I really, really enjoyed recording it. It's probably one of my favourites so far of 2018. If you're loving it, remember to leave a five-star review and let me know on Twitter or Instagram exactly what you thought. Enjoy the podcast. I want to be known as one of the, the biggest and best hip-hop artists out there. You take small opportunities and make a big one, that's where it all happens. Map out your future. Get out of their comfort zone and achieve what they want to achieve. Let's go! Welcome back to the Melody Web Podcast Experience. I am so, so pumped to have you guys with me. And to be honest, I am so happy, so honoured that you have taken your time out of your day to listen to this episode, to have that ambition to go for your dreams because that's what my audience is about. Uh, Definitely my audience absolutely just loves chasing their dreams, no matter what industry they're in. I've had a lot of you guys message me in the fitness industry, the travel industry, the music industry, uh, real estate even, and so, so many more great, great industries. Like, there's just so many amazing people out there listening to this episode. And I'm just so happy that you guys are doing it. So whether you're walking the dog, taking a shit on the plane, on the train, driving to work, whatever, first of all, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So... Yeah, right now I'm literally just in Perth, West Australia, about to go to Brisbane uh, over in Queensland. There's a couple of fires over there right now, but hopefully it should all be fine. Um, Yeah, like literally, as you guys know, I'm traveling the world. Over the next few months, my aim is to do 30 countries. 
I'd like to do all six continents, so starting in Oceania, working my way westwards, so like Asia, Europe, North America, South America, Africa, you get the idea. Um, and basically I'll be starting and finishing in Sydney, and I'll be visiting so many amazing places. I'd also like to do about 30 US states, uh, so I really want to do Colorado, Arizona, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, and obviously like the East and the West Coast, and quite a few others. Um, oh, and I'm going to Vegas, so that'll be fun, because who doesn't like Vegas, eh? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this episode is about goal setting, because right now, I'm achieving my goals. And I don't want to sound egotistical, I really don't. I mean this with very, very good intent. But I remember when I was six years old, seven years old, around that point. And it was that point that I literally found out that I was an entrepreneur. I remember selling shit in the playground. I remember literally just trying to make money where I can. Oh, there's a freaking dog in the background. You might be out here that I don't know. I don't have the mic picks it up. It won't shut up all day, honestly. But yeah, I was selling stuff in the playground. And I was just trying to make a living for myself to understand who I was to be, even at such a young age. I was selling sweets. Um, for those of you, there's a couple of you who listen to this who went to my high school. Highcliffe School, what's up? Um, and I had my little business called Matt Mellows, and they were basically marshmallows, and I sold them in class under the table. Um, and I made a couple of hundred pounds from that, and all granted, now that's not a lot, but when you're a 10, 11 year old kid, just trying to like use that money to go out with friends and get out into town and things like that, like, that was a decent amount of money, and so, ever since I was a little kid, I've just been entrepreneurial, chasing my dreams, I have never had a real job in my life, literally, it was last October or last November, I can't remember which, basically, what happened was, I moved to Australia, and I was like, right, I should probably get a source of income. Uh, I've talked about this in a previous episode, I think. And so I applied to a couple of places, um, and this grocery store in Melbourne hit me up and said, hey, yeah, we'd love for you to come along. So I went along for about two hours, and after two hours, I walked out. I could not do it. Because, okay, sure, it's absolutely fine for some people, I get that. But I felt so suffocated. So, so suffocated. I felt like I had handcuffs. I had no ability to control my actions whatsoever. Obviously, being an entrepreneur, when you're told what to do, when to do it, and whatever, it's just not right. And so... I just had enough, and it was at that point I started making a very decent income for myself. At the start, it was two, three hundred dollars a week, and then it just increased, 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 increased to a point in which I was very uh, well off, to say the least. And then, like, 
ever since I've been traveling the world, as you guys know, I've done France, Italy, Monaco, the UK, Canada, Australia, the US. Uh, about to go to Malaysia, not next month, in January. I'm also going to be doing Indonesia and Thailand and Dinan Arab, so many amazing places. And so, yeah, I remember when I was four, yeah, about the sort of six or seven age, and I remember sort of having a fascination in music. And I remember saying to myself, it was at a uh, water park called Splashdown over in Poole, which is on the south coast of the UK. Great, great water park if you're in the area. Um, I remember walking along the side of the swimming pool, right by one of the water slides, and I was like, one day I'm going to be successful. I'm going to prove to everyone who doubted me, everyone who said I can do it, that I will do it. One day I'm going to be Prime Minister. Or, and it was just like, um, at the time, I was just trying to pick myself up, I think. Because at that point, I was going through really bad bullying. And like, I was just trying to get myself in a positive mindset. But to be honest, that set me up for all of my future success. Because granted, will I become Prime Minister? Probably not, let's face it. Um, however, will I make a change in the world? 100%. Yes, I fundamentally believe that. And even if I die in a plane crash tomorrow... Like, I know that I will have a very good day on social media. Um, and that I know that any money that I do have in my uh, bank account and stuff, I know will go to a good cause. And so, yeah, of course, like, no matter what happens in my life, 100%, I'll make a difference in the world. Obviously, I'd love to live to 200, 300s, whatever. Hopefully, technology and modern medicine makes that possible, but we'll see. But at the end of the day, you've got to set goals. You've got to think outside of the box. You, as Grand Cardone says, you've got to think 10x. If you want to make 50000 a year from your passion, think 500000 What do you need to do to get that 500000 Because once your goal is bigger, your actions increase, and so your approach and surpass your original goal much, much quicker. Honestly, uh, let's think about it for real practical terms right now. Let's say you want to make 10 bucks. Really, I'm only using this number because it's super, super easy. But like, okay, sure. If you only think in the mindset of 10 bucks, you'll just be thinking, right, I can work for an hour and a half here. I can do this, I can do that. I can sell five products at £2 each, whatever. However, if you think 10x and think 100 bucks, you'll be thinking, right, what service can I provide at $30 an hour or $50 an hour and whatever? And you'll just achieve your original goal so, so much quicker if you're able to think 10x. And so goal setting is just so, so important. I personally haven't purchased anything from Grant Cardone. Admittedly, it's just like free advice I've been getting from him. But I do know he has some courses. I am not affiliated in with him in any way whatsoever. Um, but definitely check out his YouTube videos. I haven't tried the courses, so I don't know if they're any good or not. But the YouTube videos for improving your financial mindset, they are incredible. 
and this was allowed me to generate my income over the past nine to twelve months. So big ups to him. I've talked to him once or twice. Great, great guy. But yeah, like once you've got your goal, you need to find out what makes you happy. Now, of course, your bucket list. Uh, because I'm in the travel industry majority of the time, as you guys know. And so you need to find ways in which your happiness relates to your goal. Because there's no point doing something which you hate in order to get your goal. Because it'll just, uh, the stress association will just make you associate stress with the goal. And it just won't become as worth it anymore. You won't have that dreaming passion, that burning desire to go out and chase it. And so what you need to do is find what makes you happy and find a way in which that relates to your goal. Uh, as an example, I have my company, the Lily Organization. Uh, we basically are a fully-fledged service agent. You can call it an agency if you want to. I call it a, a client services. Um, and basically, like, we do a lot of social media management, Facebook ad targeting, and things like that. Now, my goal is to travel the world and make an impact in people's lives. But the Facebook ad targeting really, really helps. Because, yeah, sure, with each customer, okay, yeah, I'm getting a decent amount of money. Like, I'm not going to downplay that. It's not 10 or $20, like... It's not for somebody who earns $3 an hour or whatever. Like, that's just how it is. However, I can make a massive impact because what I'm doing is a lot of the profits that I get from the Leaderlight organisation, my company, I am reinvesting into knowledge, reinvesting into my own personal brand, and essentially, I'm building up my personal brand to make a massive difference in the world. And I absolutely love helping people out. Uh, for example, there's a dude who I'm working with right now over in, I want to say, Ottawa. It's not Ottawa. It's Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. I knew it was close by. Um, uh, which is Canada, for those of you who aren't great with geography. And literally, we took his uh, Facebook page, it had 2,000 followers, we grew it to 25,000 within about three weeks. Off the back of Facebook ad targeting in Canada, and he's been stopped in the street loads of times because of it, because it's just been so hyper-targeted at his audience in the location he lives, and there are, this isn't an ad, this is just an example. And the results that he's been getting from that have just been incredible, and for me, I love helping people. I love making a change in the world. And if I'm able to see those kind of results off the back of something that I did for them, that's an incredible feeling. And so I've just been trying to help as many people as I can with social media management, getting their brand out there, because a lot of what, as you probably know, what producers struggle with, what people in the music industry struggle is with, is that they make good music, but they don't know how to do the distribution to get their brand to the next level. And so that's basically what I've been doing. And as I said, that allows me to reinvest into my personal brand and 
ultimately, when I start collaborating properly in, I'd say, the next six to 12 months with uh, national governments on providing education services and things like that online to uh, underprivileged people to teach them how to make money on the internet, like, that's going to make a massive difference and obviously the skills that I've been learning the experience that I've got from the Little White organization which can thus be transferred into that those government projects like that allows me to make a massive difference in the world and obviously and thus I'm doing something which makes me happy which ties in super super well with my goals and so, yeah, for all of you who are wondering what your money, what my commission goes into, that's basically it. Um, it's helping the world become a better place, essentially. Plus, I've got to pay rent. <laughs> I think everybody does, let's face it. Um, I don't think that should be a problem. But yeah, you've got to figure out what makes you happy. You've got to figure out what do you want to do in life. For me... I want to be one of the most respected people in the world in terms of culture, in terms of business, influence, you know, like, I want to be the next best thing to Prime Minister without actually being Prime Minister because you have a lot of uh, restraint in what you can say and do if you're the leader of the country. Whereas if you're somebody like, for example, Elon Musk, he has a lot of influence within the world, but he's not a political figure. Um, and so it's like that type of thing would be great and yeah you've got to just literally reverse engineer your ambitions so let's say you want to get a million streams on a track the first thing you've got to figure out is right good music because if your music is shit you're not going to get a, you might actually if you're lucky But chances are, if your music is shit, you are not going to get a million streams on your track very, very easily. And so, this is an example of the music industry. You've just got to make your music to a super, super high standard. And once you have your product, you can then go out and distribute it. But it's a step-by-step formula. So, for example, you get your music, then you start networking with Spotify curators. And when I say networking, it's not hitting them up saying, hey, feature my song on your playlist. It's literally just saying, hey, what's up? How are you? I'd love to connect, whatever. Um, And just literally networking with them, building friendships, building relationships with as many people within the industry as you can. Because that's what's important. That's what matters. This dog will not shut up. Honestly, it's the most annoying thing in the world right now. I am so sorry. It is really, really pissing me off. But yeah, you've got to reverse engineer your ambitions. So figure out that step-by-step formula. And literally just get there. So for example, you may see an artist you like who is getting a million streams per track. You could go into the Spotify analytics. You could figure out what playlist he's on. You can then go and generate the relationships with those playlists and do the exact same for yourself. Do that 10, 20, 100, 1,000 times with different curators and you will be successful if your music is good. Sometimes I really wish I had chloroform in my backpack to shut up dogs. (laughs) That was a joke, by the way, for any of you animal rights activists. Um... 
but yeah, you've got to, you've got to reverse engineer your ambitions. It is so so important. One thing that I've noticed is that for me, I'm in the travel industry now. I was very prominent within the music industry. Now, I wouldn't say I'm leaving the music industry, but like. I'm not paying as much time to it as I used to. And obviously, I want to travel the world. And so my thinking for that was, right, how instead of trying to travel the world, paying tens of thousands of dollars, how can I get them to pay me tens of thousands of dollars to travel the world? And so that's where the whole idea of a personal brand came in. The idea of building up that brand getting paid by big brands, which I'm already starting to, to be able to travel the world, to be able to make an impact in people's lives. Like, for example, I've got, I'm not even sure why it's there, but like I've got a pretty strong fan base in Ecuador over in South America. And so when I go to Ecuador, there is a very good chance that I'll be doing a lot of fan meetups. I'll be participating in community projects, raising awareness, fundraising for those types of things. And because I have the fan base, because I was able to reverse engineer my ambitions, that allows just so many more opportunities and you can do exactly the same. Um, you guys have actually sent in some questions of how you guys can actually do it yourself. So I'll do a little Q&A later in the episode. Um, but yeah, you get the idea. Basically, if you have a bucket list, you just need to write it down. You need to figure out and then how you're going to go about achieving it. One thing that I want to accomplish during 2019 is swimming with great white sharks. Now, there are only so many places on the planet that you can do it fairly safely. Uh, obviously, I'd like to do it with a licensed operator. I'm not just going to go blindly swimming in the ocean with no cage, let's face it. Um, I don't have that much confidence. <laughs> but then again, I don't think many people do. And so, to reverse engineer that ambition, I'm just figuring out how the hell do I get there. So, I googled right all the places which I can do it in the world. And so there's places in Mexico, uh, Port Lincoln in South Australia, Cape Town, and just so, so many more. And literally just figuring out, right, how do I get to those places? How do I get on those tours? How do I get the money for those tours? And so, so on. And just break it down into bite-sized actionable steps to make you achieve that goal on your bucket list. Because at the end of the day, it's not impossible to do it. It's really not. The question is hard work. Are you willing to put in the work or are you going to sit back on your ass and do nothing all day watching Netflix? The choice is yours. One thing that I've noticed is that people just love making an income around their passion. I do it. I know a lot of great, great people who do it themselves and... For me, in my opinion, it's better than working for somebody else because it gives you the flexibility to choose your hours, choose your days that you work, to choose where you work, whatever. Um, 
so obviously for me it's entrepreneurship, it's digital nomadism, it's working anywhere around the world. But if you have a passion for accounting or uh, law, then just chase your passion, honestly. Like, I really don't care if you have a job, if you're an entrepreneur or what. All I care about is that you're happy with your life. And what do you do with your life? Honestly, that is all I give a shit about right now. Because, actually, I read an Instagram post the other day. Uh, It just basically said that I want you to wake up and feel absolutely fucking awesome. I wake up every day super, super happy. I'm able to do what I love. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to travel the world and chase my passion. If you're doing something you hate, stop. Happiness is the ROI in life. Chase your passion, fulfill your goals and never let anybody stop you from achieving your dream. So many people from high school I see on social media are acting like they're coming back again. They're not. You're not. I'm not. We've got one life, my friends. What are you going to do with it? So many people right now are in a job which they hate. They're procrastinating. They're doing something which they just don't want to do. And I think I speak for the majority of people out there when I say that it's much better to make 50000 a year doing something you absolutely love, you love waking up for every single day and you feel motivated. That is much better than something you hate for 10000 a year extra. Like, what's that 10000 a year going to get you? An upgrade on a car, a festival ticket, like, what? And so you've just got to put things into perspective and realise that happiness is what's important because all these materialistic uh, items we get will not be there when we're dead. However, the memories still will be. People will still have the memories of you, of what you did, what you accomplished and what your legacy was. And so if you're able to be happy and if you're able to evoke positive emotions on people to make a change in the world, no matter how small it is, then... Surely that's just truly, truly amazing. So, two days ago, I put out an Instagram poll on my account, Travel Guides Australia. Um, please follow. <laughs> uh, asking what you guys wanted to do in life. I got quite a few responses and some of them are really, really, really interesting. And I think that If I give some practical advice on how to go about achieving those goals, then it becomes much, much easier to achieve them. But also, it may help other people as well looking to achieve something similar. So, the first one that we've got is to tour around Asia and Europe. This one, I can't remember who it's from, which is annoying. But oh well. Um, Yeah, basically, in order to tour around those places, it helps if you have a following. Now, attention is what 
is important. I call myself an underpriced attention seeker. I find attention which is a lower value than what it should be. Like it costs a lot less than what it should be. And so for me, one of those uh, marks of attention are Facebook ads. So if you are looking to grow in Asia and if you are looking to grow in Europe, I'd literally run Facebook ads in those locations. So random example, uh, just trying to think of great places which have a great music scene. China, uh, the Philippines, South Korea, Japan. Parts of Indonesia, I'd say as well, would be pretty good. Like there's so many places. And obviously Europe, France, Germany, the UK, Sweden, Amsterdam, uh, Netherlands, whatever. And basically run Facebook ads in those locations to grow your brand, to grow the awareness of your music, to establish a following in those locations because that will give you so much more leverage in the negotiation processes during the tour. And also your acceptance rate, your... um, the amount of places which say yes to allowing you to play there, or the amount of promoters which say yes to booking you, whatever, will just be incredibly higher because you already have established followings in those locations and so you'll be able to bring in a lot more people. Simple maths, let's face it. And so yeah, if I were you, I'd create a fan base in those locations and I'd be regularly creating content for those particular locations. So, for example, if there's a trend popping off in Asia right now, I'd create social content based around that trend and then run it against your own fans in Asia. Um, A lot of people seem to put organic reach on a pedestal, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Um, Because let's just lay it out there right now. Facebook. I think Gary Vee said this in a keynote a couple weeks ago. Facebook, it's a free platform. I've been pushing this theory for a while anyway. Um, But I'll say anyway. Uh, Facebook is a free platform. It costs you nothing. You build an audience on the platform and you are making money from the platform. You are building an entire career from the platform. It is a free platform. Now, For some stupid, stupid reason, people complain that their organic reach is a little bit low than what they would like when it's a free platform. How stupid is that? How stupid is that? Like, they are literally... um, I'm trying to think the best way to word it, but... They are, oh, it's just so stupid. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're, for a starlet, your organic reach may be okay, but because your audience aren't engaging, that's why it's absolute shit. Um, Like, if you are making shit content and only self-promoting yourself, then yeah, of course it's going to be low engagement. What the fuck do you expect? Um, Like, you need to actually create content for your fans, not just to promote your own shit. Fucking hell, these people are stupid. Um, Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, But yeah, literally create content on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, as many on YouTube. um, If your fan base is 13 plus, uh, TikTok. um, But like, I'm not gonna... TikTok and Snapchat, I'm not too bothered about. 
unless you just put yourself in as many places as possible where there's attention. Now, when you get that following of, say, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, you can collaborate with influencers in those locations and strengthen your audience in those locations for almost zero cost. Like, people are literally putting organic reach on a pedestal, which baffles me. Like, it's a free platform, it's helping their career, and they don't want to pay for a little bit extra reach to help their career. They're not being charged anything, what they're complaining about is they're not getting enough value for a free product when it's a free product, so what the fuck is there to complain about? This is why some people will do really well in social media, and this is why some people will do horrifically. Time will tell, and ultimately, you know, some people just won't be successful as a result of it, like... Um, at the end of the day, I just really hope they're not going to let an algorithm stop them from achieving their dreams. I really hope that's not the case, because why would you? But anyway, put content in as many places as possible in Asia and Europe if you're looking to tour there. Simultaneously, whilst doing that, I recommend going onto LinkedIn and finding as many club owners, promoters, etc. as you can in those countries. So, around France, Germany, Europe, uh, Dubai, uh, China, Hong Kong, uh, Manila, wherever you the hell you want to tour. And network with them, and ultimately generate relationships. They end up inviting you to the clubs, you get paid, and... You get the idea. It just all stems from there, but that's basically the foundations of how to do it. The next one, become a professional photographer. This one's super interesting. One thing that a photographer... I've, I'm being in the travel industry. I've spoken to a lot of travel photographers, and one thing that they rely heavily on is brand. Now, similar to... Uh, the touring thing, build your brand up. So literally, go and target people who have an interest in travel photography on Facebook in locations that you want to go shoot photos in. So for example, if you're in Amsterdam right now, you could run ads in Belgium, the Netherlands, France, Germany, etc. against people who have an interest in travel photography. You build up your brand, you become one of the most respected photographers in on social media. That instantly gives you leverage to command a higher fee because of your amazing brand on social media. So instead of charging 500, you charge 5,000. You're then able to generate a full-time career from your passion. That's the basics of it, but like I think you understand what I'm getting at. You've got to build a brand. And then literally just reach out to prospective clients. Some will say yes, some will say no. Releasing on a big record label is something that this dude wants to... Do. Okay, Tom. Um, so, Tom. Uh, releasing on a big record label. What could you do? Let's see. 
It depends what record label you want to go on. If I were you, I'd look at all their recent releases. Let's say you want to go on... Armada Music. Let's use an example in the EDM thing. Since I know you're an EDM producer, I want to be empathetic towards that. So let's say you want to release on Armada. If I were you, I'd once again go onto LinkedIn, on Facebook, other platforms. I'd look at people who work at Armada Music, so the A&Rs, the PR managers, the label managers, the communications directors, all of those people add them up, generate a massive, amazing relationship with every single one of them. Start with that. Next, start approaching uh, artists which have already released on Armada, which have a similar style of music to you, generate a relationship with them and sort out a potential collaboration for the future. Because you already have relationships with the team at Armada and also artists already at Armada, that puts you in a really good position to release both collaborations and originals on the label and also get commissioned to do remixes. That's a real practical advice right there. Um, remove bad habits within life. This is something that uh, Jake sent in and um, I just literally had to check my phone then um, and so one thing that I've been doing like I admit that I have a slight problem biting my nails when I'm nervous I'm trying to get over that um, and one thing I'm doing is I, every single day I'm just writing down a list of things I want to accomplish for that day now some of it is financial, so I want to achieve X amount of income. Uh, I want to organise X amount of brand collaborations. But it's also ethical, practical stuff. Like, I want to, I don't know, not bite my nails for the entire day. Or just things like that. Just basically setting out an ethos, a philosophy for myself for that entire day. So I know what motivations to uh man what motivations ventures whatever the fuck you want to call it to live by and every day like if you're by your nails 10 times a day move down to nine and then to eight seven six five four three two one zero and before over it will take time but this is just an example and over time, eventually, you'll just stop doing it. You won't see the need to do it. And because you'll have phased yourself out of it, you won't feel the necessary need to go back into that habit. Obviously, there's so many different habits that you can do. Um, but I think it's a case of identifying your habit and being self-aware that you actually have it. And then just creating a plan to phase it out and eventually stop. Obviously, that doesn't work with absolutely every single bad habit. I'm not stupid. I know that. It's very general advice. But without knowing the full context, it's difficult to give super details advice. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions for a future Q&A episode, let me know. Drop me a Facebook message. Drop me an Instagram message. Tweet at me. MattLillyWhite1. Um, there's so many ways to get in contact with me or even email me my info. It's all in the description of this episode. I'd like to take the time to thank you for listening. I appreciate it.
honestly, well, we are 39 minutes, let's go to 40. Um, and yeah, literally just thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a truly awesome day and that you are able to go out. You're able to crush your goals, realise your potential and fulfil your dreams. Because as I said earlier in the episode, happiness is the ROI in life. See ya.